What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 13, Three Guys from the South Side. I'm your host, Mike Merrick, live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, Boys Bernardi, Champaign, Illinois. Boys, how are we feeling today? Doing good. Sunny day, snow's gone. It does a lot for uh, just... It's good mentally knowing springs on the springs here. Springs coming up. I'm sorry. Rough start to the episode. Hey, we're we're almost through the doldrums of winter here. And look, it's 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 everything's positive from here on up. And talk about positive, boy, are we hot? Red hot, boys. Red hot. It's red hot here. Red hot. Red hot. We'll go into that in a minute after the last two weekends of absolutely crushing our picks. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. Thank you. Uh, speaking of listeners, uh, big announcement here. We had a milestone last week, gentlemen. We had uh, over 150 streams. Granted, it took 12 episodes, uh, averaging uh, slightly over 12, 12 streams per episode. But we made it there. It's only the beginning. Uh, and look, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. To you be know here. what? I am too. Triple digits. We are like GameStop right now. We're all over the place. We're up. We're down. But we're diamond hands. We're holding on for the long run. We're we're holding on. And uh, look, also holding on with us right now, very special guest. Uh, tried actually giving him a shout uh, a few weeks back when, when Scott Beret was on. Uh, but well, we're going to give him a chance to redeem himself here. Look, Stag alumni, NCAA Division Three hockey champion. He's raised uh, a banner. Former uh, Vikings hockey alumni. Welcome to the show, George Moyers. George, how you doing, buddy? Boys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Good, 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 to, good to have you, man. Yeah, you can join us this week. We know you're a busy man teaching the youth hockey. Yeah, yeah so I, mean, I, I only told Merrick my schedule sixty-five times that week, and then I said you can call me anytime before eight, and then I'm on the ice and I'm getting wrong at eight oh five, and I'm like, should I just answer this right now? But I'm like, no. Of course, the thing is, Merrick is a very successful man. He oversees about. 200 people at his work. He can't know what your schedule is every day too. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's running the freight world. Jeez. Uh, well, George, uh, obviously you just mentioned you were on the ice. Um, look, I just did it for the content, to be quite honest with you. I, I thought our listeners would love it. Uh, and 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 give give us an opportunity uh, to, to let you get back to even here with Mr. Bray. We'll talk Cubs White Sox later on. Uh, but first and foremost – Couple questions for you. Look, off the bat, wow! Here we go. I, I think I think this is one of the funniest stories I've heard in my life. Tell us about the college professor at Saint Norbert's and how you got past this this exam or got your grade changed. Please, like I I cry laughing thinking about this story. So please, get, give give us a short version of uh, of this because it's it's too good. Okay, well, you kind of set me up here because you, you really made that sound like it's going to be a great story. I haven't told this in about three years, so I might be a little fuzzy on the details. Uh, St. Norbert's, obviously, like the Harvard of the Midwest. Everyone knows it. Everyone that goes there has like 4.0 GPAs, 32, 33 ACT scores. So it's a pretty tough school. Um, I obviously went there for hockey. I didn't go there because I got in straight for school. Um, I can't remember what class it was. It math. It might have been math or oh was, no, 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 no. It was uh, Bible study. It was history of religion, something like that. And this guy, 
was only a professor, but he was like, he was a first, second year professor, big hardo. Um, <laughs> I was failing the class. I was failing a religion class. And what's the, what's the first commandment? Thou shalt uh, not fail. Be, be good to others. Is that what it is? I don't know. You, you took this class. I didn't. I'm asking. You. Exactly. That's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. I don't know the first commandment, but I'm pretty sure it's be good to others. Anyways, I'm not doing well. We're like a couple weeks away from end of semester. Um, I email this guy and I just put the biggest schmooze fest in an email that's ever been seen in the history of life. Basically, the guy's only a professor. I think I, I was calling him doctor the whole time in, in the email. I just started off. And he hey, didn't even have a doctorate, right? No, no doctorate. Like went by <laughs> professor. <laughs> I was just, I, I might have called him doctor in the email like six different times. And I just, I basically blew him under the table in this email uh, to get me to see. And I somehow, I actually got to a B. I don't know how it was possible, but called him doctor, said I'd do anything it took. I, I mean, Merrick, the, the story I told you was so funny. I I wish you would have told me the agenda earlier so I had gone back and really think about it. Um, but yeah, you know, dear doctor, we'll just call him Dr. J or Dr. J. Yeah, might have been a priest, actually, but I was calling him doctor. Um, <laughs> dear Dr. J, you know, I respect you so much in this religious class. <sighs> God, I'm appalled want, I grade. God, God wouldn't want you to fail me, and neither is my head coach. Can you please somehow give me a passing grade? <laughs> and I had to go do extra work and stuff. The story's a little better, but I can't really remember all the details. But it started with the, the doctor thing. Oh, that's fantastic. And and let me ask, is that the same year you guys went and won the national championship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the same so God year. God answered your prayers. Yeah, God oh, answered yeah, he your did. prayers. Yeah. After we won it, I missed like maybe three weeks of school too. So that probably didn't help my uh, <laughs> <laughs> You went out an absolute bender for three weeks that's that's yeah. that's fair. it was good times that's fair so george we'll transition to my question uh talking about the national title uh you're a self-made man like our current president joe biden what what's it like coming from nothing and uh winning a national title at at uh, st norbert's uh yeah i mean south side trash right uh it was good it was a good feeling i'm not gonna get sucked into the political thing but <laughs> I'm not gonna get sucked into it, but uh, yeah, it was outside trash. Everyone else, you know, hockey's a pretty rich sport, so all the kids that come from the South Side that make it or do, you know, have these pretty successful careers wherever, it's always, it's always good. Yeah, whether you're uh, whether you're Trump daddy or Biden, doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Win the national title playing uh, NCAA sports is always a good story, and that's cool. Uh, George, are you you still at Coyote? No. No. What happened? I quit. Quit two months ago. What happened? To, what happened to the? Sent them, sent them the old email. No. Your doctor won't be able to make it in today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Nice. What's uh? What, what's next for you? Uh, I'm already working at this new gig. It's just a new opportunity. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. I like it a little better. Not as uh, not as crazy as Coyote was. Coyote took are, years off my life. Are you still are you still in the logistics logistics game or different industry? Uh, let's go different industry for now, and then let's circle back in a couple months. Okay, 
All right. Okay. Week 20. Well, Mark, hey, a, a, man, a, a, man, a man of many mysteries over here. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on this shady venture here in about seven weeks and make sure you're not behind bars like Blagojevich. Jesus. Sorry to get back to the politicalness, but I was my goodness. Fans, but uh, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. No one wants to see my milk body. That's fantastic. Well, look, George, again, we're happy to have you, man. We're going to get into some picks. Uh, here in a few minutes, but first off, I mentioned we are red hot, red hot, red hot, red hot. Blaze, walk us through how the perennial performed last week and and how your uh, your walks of the week did. All right, so the weekly perennial went off to a five and zero start. So from eleven a.m. to five p.m., uh, dollar signs were in my head, but uh, five p.m. games, the uh, ten p.m. games didn't do us too well. We finished uh, six and four, but uh, we're battling back. The lock of the week, my one lock of the week, hit too. So my last four locks of the week are four and zero. We're heating up for college basketball season right when March is around the corner, so that is perfect time to get back on the horse. And take that money out of Robinhood, E-Trade Fidelity, sell your GameStop, AMC, and join, oh. and join um, Jesus, I don't even know the name of our podcast. Join this podcast and win some money. Tough break on AMC, huh, George? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's not good. It's not good. I <laughs> I lost a lot. I lost, I lost a lot two weeks ago, and then I'm just such an idiot. I saw Portnoy's tweet. And he was like, "Hamsik to the moon this morning or something like that. And I'm like, fuck it. So I went put a bunch of money down again. And I was like, I'm going to be rich. And I fucking lost it again today. It's not okay. Hey, hey, Diamond hey. hands. Diamond hands. You, you got to stay even keel. You got to ride the, the highs and the lows, man. You just got to ride them up. You got to ride Yeah, I'm up. not selling. I'm staying in for the long haul. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, look, guys, my, my picks last week did uh, fairly well. The Texas-West Virginia over, my goodness. That over hit with seven minutes left uh, in the second half. You sharpie that one early. Uh, yeah, my gosh. Unbelievable. They were pacing heavy. I was like, they're, they were, in, I think, like close to 90, 88 points, I think, at, uh, at halftime. So, uh, and then ended up, uh, ended up on the right sides of that Florida over. Uh, and then also, why can I not remember my last pick? Oh, Calgary over Calgary, Edmonton over, uh, which hit on Saturday. All so, we do is win. All we do is win. Baby. All we do is win. We got some, we, hey, we have some big, big picks in the perennial George. I don't know if, if you've been, you've been following close. Uh, I, I think you mentioned you've, you've been a listener since day one. Thank you. Um, we You're have, you're one, one of the few good men. Now we have 120 listeners. I can't wait till we get like 50 streams this week. It's going to be great, but and it's going to be great because we're going to hit the weekly perennial and uh, the weekly perennial this week uh, plays 11 games. Correct. Uh, 10 and we're not diversifying. We're just going college basketball. We're going back to our roots, 10 games, all college hoops. And guess what? Uh, for you listeners, blaze has been the only one who's actually been investing in this every week. This week I'm ponying up. I'm, I'm putting 20 on it. Cause guess what? We're turning not, not, Twenty dollars this week. We're turning forty into thirty-five thousand when we hit this fucking parlay this weekend. Ten games, yep. weekly perennial boys. Who do we got? 
George, if you want to get in on this too, I do not submit this and tweet it out until Saturday. So Merrick, here's my math question for you. If George joins and it's $60 and the $40 and the $40 weekly perennial pays $35,000, what would a $60 weekly perennial pay out? Uh, 52.5. Yes. That Iowa <laughs> education is paying off. So George, I'll give you my Venmo off air. If you want to join this weekly perennial with me and uh, everything, but first off, Hey boys, 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 you know what? You give all the listeners your, your Venmo account. Let everyone else get in on it. If they want, baby, let's go. All right, here we go. My Venmo account. You have until Saturday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to send me $20, and I will put this on points bet. And then I will screenshot it out on our Twitter handle. It is at blaze-bernardi. My my first name is B-L-A-I-S-E-Bernardi. B as in boy, E-R-N-A-R-D-I. You heard it here. Venmo me 20 bucks. Get on the weekly perennial. But first, when we win the weekly perennial this week, just another forewarning. We want to make sure we pay our state and federal taxes. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are running this country, and we want to make sure they have all the tax dollars at their disposal to transform this country for the better. Okay. You can George, also find me at George. George, me right George, 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 I'm 0 for 2. I got a couple more shots, so I'm not going to go yet. <laughs> weekly perennial what everyone's waiting for these aren't in uh these aren't in the same time order so it might be a little harder to look on the app when you're looking at these so but a couple of them are hold your nose and battle it out so the first one hold your nose indiana hoosiers plus seven versus michigan creighton my, creighton minus four um against xavier tennessee minus four at auburn louisville plus four at unc boise state plus seven at san diego state a lot of road dogs there. A lot of road dogs. <laughs> Favorites. Davidson plus one home dog going back to my roots. Under Gonzaga, 157. Utah plus six. Under 152, North Carolina and Florida State. And the last one over Ohio and Buffalo, 161. Those 10 hit. That $40 becomes 35 grand. Let's go, baby. Okay. I'm, all, I'm, all I'm in. I'm Let's in. Lock all right. That's $60. 52.5. George, you know the Venmo. You guys are going to be wet. All of our listeners are just going to be just going to be so mad when Sunday comes around, and I'm just laughing with 17.5 in my bank account. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, All right, George, um, We said we'd give you a little shot of redemption, so let's transition to baseball right now. Uh, we got two White Sox fans here. Talk us why Chicago is not a White Sox town this summer, basically. The Cubs haven't spent anything. The White Sox are the young team, exciting to play. The Cubs just, it seems to be a dysfunction from their new channel, Len Casper leaving, the players not happy. Talk Cubs fans off the ledge why this year is promising. Well, before we get into that, Blaze, you're a Sox fan now? Yes, I, I, I Converted. You have to remember Converted. that. I actually switched. The Rickets broke me. The Rickets broke me. I, the Marquee Network won things, so I can't watch Cubs games down in Champaign anymore. And second of all, they totally ruined Wrigleyville, and they spend more money worrying about that hotel Zachary than the guy named Zachary Hotel in Single A that they're trying to develop and make into the Wrigley Field. So they kind of lost me with everything. They won the first World Series, which was great, but after that, they took fans for granted and they just see us as money pits, and it just kind of lost me. I know the White Sox aren't any better with cheaper 
they're pretty cheap too. But with Jerry Reinsdorf, you know what you're getting. I feel the Ricketts kind of conned us after that first World Series. Dude, you you went from a team that spent how much money the last five six years? Okay, last last year, year and a half. We're gonna take it out of the equation. You're gonna you went from a team that gave contracts to Jason Hayward, John Lester, uh, who else they bring over that were big money. Um, I'm thinking of some what are some relievers. Uh, you can just say you can just keep saying Jason Hayward over and over again. Oh, they gave Darvish money. Like yes. it's not like they didn't got, give guys money. No, I, I agree. You're right. Ship I, to go to the south side where they literally spend zero dollars. Zero. They got so lucky they locked all, all those guys up because they're young, you know, long term. Those Anderson, guys are idiots because they're going to be way underpaid. Contract for fifty million dollars. I don't know. Obviously, you can live the rest of your life off that money, but my God, that's a steal. But no, it's just. Yeah, that Jason Hayward contract, I understand why they might be worried about giving these big boys contracts, but Rizzo, Bryant, you got to pay those guys, man. It's just... It's I agree. A- I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not. No, you but called why? me out. I respect it. I respect it. I'm not trying to call you out. I just, I, I just, you're going through a mental hurdle, right? And yeah, you probably had Beret on here I'm and Beret. Now, all Beret does is price. just lube the pump the White Sox every single day on Twitter and it's sickening because there's only about 50 people that I know that like Sox. That's like their whole fan base. So I guess it's 51 with you. But yeah, I mean their team is good, but who, who won the division last year? Uh, the, uh, the Twins. The Twins did, right? Yeah, the Twins, the twins did. And then the twins yeah, Sox did. Who won the division right. last year in the North Side? Cubs did, right? So did. listen, what have you done for me lately? What do you think? All right, let's let's go back. You brought up some good points against me. I'm basically a traitor. I gave up. And was <laughs> a Cubs fan. Was a Cubs fan. What what do we think about the Cubs this year? What do you like? Um, you think they'll hit their win total? Merrick, look up the win total for the Cubs really quick. But George, talk. Try to bring me back to the north side. Why should I come back this with this team? All right. Is there a win total like 87? I think I saw it was like 87, 88. But I might be wrong. Merrick's doing research in Dallas right now. So, George, you talk and Merrick will figure it out. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think they are. I don't think the sky is falling. I think their lineup is going to be – I love Schwarber. I think Peterson's a little more consistent. He might not have, like, the hot streaks that Schwarber had. But I think from, like, consistency standpoint – You'll get better at bats from Peterson. I think a lot of these guys, Baez, Contreras, Bryant, Rizzo, um, have like a lot to prove, right? I mean, Bryant hasn't really had a great year in a couple of years since he got hit in the head against Colorado. Um, Rizzo's contract's up. Bryant's contract is up. Um, Baez is coming up. So I feel like if these guys want to get paid – in a Cubs uniform or out of a Cubs uniform, they're going to have to perform this year. So I think the lineup, I, I like uh, Nico Horner a lot. I think he is kind of a guy that can be consistent. He can play up and down the lineup. Um, Hayward had a really good year last year. He's consistent in the field, Gold Glover. Um, they have a couple of young, like Alzalay, I think could be pretty good. They got Arietta back, good leader. What do you think about Baez, though? Like, it takes them a while to get hot. They only played 60 games last year, and – when I was a Cubs fan, that's kind of how it was. He'd be cold until June 
15th, and then holy shit, the rest of the year he's on fire. Do you think that had to do with it? He just couldn't get hot, get in a good routine. But if they're playing 100, 162 games this year, you think Baez gets it figured out midseason again and can kind of carry the Cubs? Yeah, I do. I think I was actually listening to uh, Hayward on the radio this morning or today, and he said that uh, the short season messed a lot of them up. It's an excuse, but, I mean, if they're saying it's way different, a lot of those guys are streaky hitters anyway. So if, you're, if your season's cut into a quarter, then if you're yeah. in a slump, you're going to be in a slump the whole time, you know? So That's a great point. If, ba- if Baez can get going, I mean, especially just his huge slumps are what kill him and the team, you know? If he can just stay out of the huge, huge slumps – then I, I think he's going to be really good in the middle of the lineup. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like Baez a lot. I think his glove is unreal. I think he's got the most swag in the city for a player on the either north side or south side. He's done, I mean, the way he yeah, plays is unreal. The way he plays is unreal. Like, and he's been doing it for years. A couple guys in the Sox, Moncada has some swag, Anderson, but it's just like Baez is the king until you dethrone him. You can't take, you know, you're the swaggiest player in Chicago. You know what? Um, I can't remember this guy's name, but this one when I was a Cubs fan. That Cubs hitting coach was the ultimate scapegoat. Madden, Madden threw him under the bus. Epstein threw him under the bus. That guy had to feel vindicated after the the um, Cubs hitting after last year. So that's just that kind of had to be funny for him watching these Cubs games. Yeah, hundred percent. He was the hitting coach at the Red Sox two years before. I can't remember his name. He was the hitting coach at the at the Red Sox the year before that, though, and. Uh, I can't remember his name. It'll come to yeah, yeah, Julie Davis, yeah. But I, I'm more concerned about the pitching staff. I really wish you gave up Darvish for really nothing. I mean, you got guys in the pipeline they for years the money on the road. They're losing a ton of money in Wrigleyville because of the pandemic, and they got to sell. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I think if they could have held on – I really wish they could have held on until the trade deadline because at least at that point, if San Diego is doing really well, they're going to give up way more to win now than they are at the beginning of the year. So that's my outlook outlook on it. And Darvish's contract wasn't even that crazy. He was one of the best yeah, players yeah. in baseball. I mean, he seemed to figure it around. It kind of it took him a while to adjust to Chicago and uh, living in Evanston. But um, no, George. Well, we'll see. I, I don't. I think you're right. I don't think the Cubs are going to be as bad as uh, the liberal fake news media makes them out to be. Uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, let, we'll go to you know what. Let's talk NHL first. Let's talk NHL first. I've talked enough. Uh, let's Merrick's been on the sideline a little bit over there, so uh, let's talk NHL first. And uh, hey, wait, hey, wait, wait. On the Cubs note, by the way, uh, they're at seventy nine and a half wins on the year. Seventy nine oh, and a half. Seventy nine. It's yep. not eight ball season yet. So George they is were, telling they, you to take the over. They were projected for 92 last year before uh, things got cut short. So that's a big – I mean. I would take the over. That division's terrible. It's us in St. Louis. Milwaukee's decent, but uh, Cincinnati stinks. And the thing is, too, none of these teams spent any money either. No one in the NL Central did. No one. I like the over two, George. I like the over two. Yeah, Cardinals are projected for 87 and a half. Pirates are projected for 59 and a half. Oh, dude, Ooh. I can't name one person of the Pirates. Not one person. No, negative. Negative. Okay. All right, let's talk some hockey. First, we'll talk. The Blackhawks are still relevant, and 
it's insane. We talk about this every week, every week, but we bring on some guests who are big hockey guys and they like to talk about the Hawks. I don't know that much, but these guys, they play hard. They like to battle. Patrick Kane is insane. The mile, the miles he has on his body. And what unbelievable. So, George, talk, talk to us. What do you think about the Hawks this year? Other teams you think that are doing good that you think can make a Stanley cup run. Uh, I'll let you talk. The floor is yours. Nice. Uh, the Hawks are, yeah, I thought they weren't going to win more than like 15 games. They look good. Um, I've always been a Bowman fan. I feel like he gets a raw deal yeah. for a lot of the stuff. I think he's had a couple really bad contracts, killed a lot of the other moves he could make. But if you look at the cup runs, he's made a lot of good deals for like third, fourth line centermen. Depth guys you, I'm, that, a Bowman guy. I'm a Bowman that guy. end up winning you cups down the line. So, I mean, yeah, he sacrificed some stuff. The uh, Terry Vine trade was bad. A couple other bad trades, but I mean, literally, he made some big deals at, the, at a couple of deadlines to win some cups. So I feel like you got to let him figure it out a little bit to get back on track. I like the team's youth is good. Their young guys are good. DeBrinket's having a good year. Um, that Mitchell kid from Denver, the defenseman, is going to be a stud. He's really good. Um, yeah. I think 21 years old. Who else we got? Boquist. I like Boquist a lot. Young defenseman, take a couple of years to kind of come in their own. So people are kind of hard on them, but with that much skill in this day and age NHL, it's hard not to think that he's going to be a really good contributor in the next year or two. So yeah, I like the way the Hawks play. They play super hard. I think Colleton's done a good job. Um, Patty Kane is just unreal. What a beauty. He's the that's best been, player in American history. Now, that, like he that's the been a That's been a Rama last week was on godly like it, it just just patrick kane-esque move i mean he's done that how many times now like highlight real goals and listening to uh, uh to the commentary live when that happened that was pretty special but george the only thing that concerns me about this team is they don't have a ton of size like if you look like they're a pretty small team scrappy uh i think is probably the best way to describe them but they don't have like, you know, other than, than Kane and really to it, right. Hopefully they sustain the streak that they're on. I mean, Kane's tied for fourth in the league in points with 30. Um, I mean, again, if they sustain that great, but you know, how much, how much can you ride, you know, your, your, your big guns like that until they start to cool off a little bit. So I'm with it. I hope they do great, but I, I don't, I don't know come playoff time. If, if we're going to have the, the depth and the, the, the health, to keep this going. Well, the thing yeah, was, you I, guys, you people didn't even think the Hawks were going to make the playoffs this year. True, true. The fact they're even in discussions is fantastic. Yeah, I think I, that's. I, I still don't think they're going to make it. I, I think that there's too much hockey left, and there. I mean, I think Doc and Caves are eventually going to come back, but them not being there is eventually going to come back to hurt them. I mean, that's such a crucial position. And do you Taves think they'll is, come back? Do you think they'll come back? Season. The, the, the fact that absolutely nothing has come out on Taves is like very concerning. I don't think he'll be back next year. Um, or Doc, I, I heard Doc, they're going to sit him out the rest of the year too, just to heal the wrist. But um, I like their young guys a lot. That that Suter kid or Sutter, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's, yeah, please, he's Sutter. He's a yeah, rookie. He's good. He's sick. He's good. Good. That Kuroshev kid is really good. Their offensive depth isn't bad. They <laughs> If they had Doc and Taves, I really like their offense. I wish they wouldn't have traded Sod straight up for uh, Zadorov. 
again, that's like a deadline. He's, he's the biggest guy on the team. He's he's the biggest guy. I mean, he's a big boy. Don't get me wrong. I think he stands like six five. But like other than him, they don't have a ton of of size on that team. Which you know, come the playoffs, you you, you got to rely. I think still. I know the game's slowly moving away from this, but you still got to have some some you know some bodies to throw around on the third and fourth line that are gonna you know still produce for you. Hopefully, but yeah, I agree. I think uh, the Hawks have notoriously never had huge teams, like even when they were winning cups. But they had guys in the third and fourth line that were they're, like, they're grinders, could, they're bruisers. Yeah. Ben Eager, Ben Eager, yeah, Ben Eager, perfect example. Andrew Ladd, good example. Uh, who else is there? There's a couple Bix. more guys. Bix, yeah, Bickle. I mean, yeah, guys that are strong on the puck that can contribute a little offensively. Yeah, and um, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day too, they eventually got it. We were talking about contracts for uh, for the Cubs. That Zebra contract, like it just lingers in the background right now. And I'm like, you know, those guys won three cups. You gotta take care of. Oh, I, I believe me, I'm not saying that like it wasn't bad at the time. Now it looks terrible, right? Yeah, I get but, it. But it's like they won. Yeah, I mean, cups, you gotta take care of your own. I think that sends a good message to the players. But yeah, I can see what I can see what Bowman's trying to do there. I can I can see paying like Keith and a couple other guys like long term deals when they were that age. But Seabrook plays like a different game. He is he, they gave him that contract when he was like thirty two. Yeah, yeah. So to give him and a seven year deal or six year deal at that money, you think Seabrook playing the way he does is going to last out? You know what I'm saying? It's just no, you're right, and that's I, that's, and that's, I, what, that's what that kills him. Yeah, George, like, you go back to this, like, I'm a Bowman guy too, but, like, there was no reason Quinville needed to play, like, Seabrook and Keith 35 to 40 minutes on a random Tuesday night in Ottawa when, like, it's a meaningless game out of 82. Like, those guys got ran into the ground, and now their their bodies aren't 100%. I mean, yeah. the, fa- the fact that you said that the game is meaningless, every game has meaning, boys. There's okay, no- Mike, okay. Hockey guys here, every game counts, but – Okay. Okay. Hey, has, hey, has Squeaks ever told you the story about uh, him playing on a, on our men's league team and him scoring his first goal of the year against uh, against this guy's team that was an absolute shit brick house and he tried fighting Merrick down the ice. Remember that? Yo, yeah, but, uh, Ku- yeah, I got that redirect from Kubiak, and then I sallied. We were up, we were up, like five, we were up, we were up five nothing in the first three minutes, and I dropped oh, and- down to one knee. And this he guy to- literally told me to keep the puck and skated by the back. He says, you do that again, I'll break your fucking wrist. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was an absolute lunatic. Like, this guy was nuts. And Merrick goes down five minutes into the game. We're up eight rip. And he buries one and gets down on one knee and just and he came. No, I guess I can get there before, God damn it. Hey, it had been a few years. I mean, now I'm a point-per-game guy. But, geez, come on. Back then, not so much. Took, All took, right. took a little bit. All took right, George, bit. you got George. Give us your lock. Give us a lock for NHL, and then we'll go to college basketball really quick. We're running a little bit over. Lock of the week for NHL. I got a couple here. Saturday slate. You got our very own Chicago Blackhawks at home against Detroit. I feel like Detroit is the worst team in the league. Uh, they That's pretty good. Locked it. Hawks been good at home. Hawks been good against Detroit. That same night, you have the Avalanche, who are my favorites to win the Cup, going to Arizona to play at Arizona. And the third one is uh, Vegas 
going to Anaheim all Saturday, uh, Saturday night games, um, Vegas, Colorado, and Chicago. And to confirm for the listeners, we're taking money line there, correct? Money line? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. We like the money line there. We like the money line. Uh, you just dropped a little hot take there in between, though. Uh, Avalanche to win the cup, huh? Pre, I, I, I went on the show saying uh, that Toronto and off to the hot start that they are will win the cup this year. So maybe they sustain that. They're actually a part of my picks uh, for the weekend. Saturday, Edmonton, Toronto. And this is why I love the over. Hear me out. Both teams, both teams are top six in power play opportunities. Okay. Both teams are also top six in power play opportunities given. Meaning both teams take a lot of penalties, but both teams get a lot as well. And they are going to be scoring at will. Austin Matthews, 18 goals per game, 18 goals uh, already on the year, uh, 38 points. Uh, uh, Connor McDavid, 38 points leading the league. So uh, there's nothing but goal scores on both rosters. I don't care if it, if it touches six. I'd take the over in this game. This is a 5-3, uh, maybe 6-4 type of game in my mind. Uh, both teams just absolutely scoring at will. Uh, and look, we're going to go. We're staying on the fucking over train. Boys, we're staying on the overtrain. We're going over Montreal, Winnipeg, Saturday. Both teams average three point four goals per game on average. Uh, both are giving up uh, slightly over two point eight goals per game. Uh, Montreal uh, is the top team in the league uh, on shots on net uh, per game, uh, and while Winnipeg is giving up uh, top five shots per game. Uh, against so uh, even though Carey Price isn't that uh, he's seen a lot of pucks every night, I think they're going to see uh, uh, a ton of shots from Winnipeg as well. Uh, and I love I like that game going over too. You, even if even if we're touching six, I think I think those both of those games are going over six uh, come Saturday. Montreal just canned their coach too, so they got a new coach behind the bench. Love that, love that. There's going to be a lot of a lot of new energy in that room. Toffoli is, God, LA is kicking themselves in the ass for for that move. Um, yeah. Speaking of of poor moves in the NHL, Pittsburgh is kicking themselves in the ass for letting go of Mark Andre Fleury because he is he's keeping Vegas in every game. He's leading the league in goals against and save percentage. Like, dude's uh, an an absolute freak. So, um, boys. I know we got some college hoop ga- hoops games on the on the card, the weekly perennial for the weekend. Um, any other games you want to touch on? I know we're getting towards the end of the year, so what are we thinking before we get to picks? What, what are we thinking for the Illini to close out the year? Yeah, so Tuesday had a rough game. Uh, <clears throat> there were seven-point favorites on the road against Michigan State and lost straight up and lost by nine, but uh, the biggest casualty this that game was Io got absolutely mugged going to the line and he broke his nose so obviously one of the best players in the United States in college basketball is out indefinitely he's not playing tonight I'm hoping he's back next Tuesday for a big game at Michigan but um big game back but if he's wearing that mask gotta be a weird thing to play with um to keep the nose fixated but um best wishes to Io 
Still hoping Illini, they can make the lead eight if Iowa comes back healthy. We'll see about that. Merrick, what about your Iowa team? They're, they've been heating up lately, and uh, we've been scoreboard watching that Michigan-Iowa game right now. I know. They're they're down three and a half right now against Michigan. But, uh, look, Gar- Garza is going to win the Wooden, uh, no doubt. He just became the other day the all-time winning scorer uh, at, at, of Iowa history. Uh, so hats off to him there. Uh, look, but the Hawkeyes are hot, though. They've won four straight after dropping four or five. Um, I, they're getting hot at the right time. They do have a little bit of a tough test. Uh, obviously, Michigan tonight, but uh, Ohio State Saturday, uh, hopefully a, a little bit of a layup uh, tune-up game uh, against Nebraska, uh, and then dro- uh, finishing the year against Wisconsin uh, to close it out next uh, uh, next Sunday. So, um, look, I think they're heating up at the right time. We'll see how things go in the tournament, but uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm buying uh, what they're. I'm buying what they're wearing. Uh, if uh, our listeners go go check out those white Iowa quarter zips, those are mint. Right, snazzy, now. look good. It's hard mint. to pull out all white, but some coaches it can. It is. No, it is. Yep, I got a. I got two locks this week. We're gonna double up after last week. So the first one, I love this team, Creighton. I think they're peaking at the right time. And they're on the road at at Xavier. And Xavier's played nobody all year, and they're somehow in the NCAA tournament easily. I don't get it. They're probably one of the most overrated teams in basketball. Creighton is starting to shoot lights out um, from everywhere on their side of the court from the logo. I love it. They play an exciting pace of basketball, an exciting style. I think Creighton wins easily. The line I have is minus four right now, but I think it should be seven or eight. And that one down. And this is another game, too, that I'm going back to the well on. I love this Boise State team. They win one of these games um, at San Diego State, by far the best team in Mountain West. They win the, the regular season Mountain West title. They're, they're playing tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. We're talking about the game um, on Saturday. Give me Boise State plus seven. I really like them. So those are the two teams you want to ride with. Creighton minus four, Boise State plus seven. Those are my two locks of the week. Lock it up. I'll be doing a Saturday morning bike ride on my Peloton, so um, you'll be getting a video message about my Peloton picks of, picks of the weekend. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and for our listeners, uh, soon to come, a three guys from the South Side uh, Instagram account, uh, so be on the look for that. Boys will be posting videos on there uh, every weekend of him on the Peloton. Uh, likewise, uh, look out for us on iTunes. We'll be getting there uh, sooner rather than later, but please – You've been on Boise State all year, uh, and it's paying dividends. So I, I may, I may hop on that with you. But George, you got any college hoops matchups on the docket for Saturday? Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know we're honest with your listeners. I haven't been a big college hoops guy this year. I don't know what it is. I, I have not watched too much college hoops. My team is Duke, and I know they're playing Louisville. Louisville just got smoked by North Carolina, and Duke just came off a big win against Virginia. So how do you Duke in that game? I don't know what the spread is, but I have Duke. Duke. It's minus four is what I see for Duke or for, for who Duke minus four at home against Louisville Duke at home. They're feeling good. Coming off a big win. I take Duke. All right. You want, the, you want the Greeks lock of the week? We got Duke minus four. The Greeks lock of the week. I love <laughs> that. I love that. I still a year on the South side with that money, baby. There we oh. go. Atrix Tzatziki. There you go. Oh, there it is. There it is. We, hey, grab the baklava. Huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, hey, boys, I got I got one college hoops matchup for the weekend. Saturday, Michigan at IU. Uh, IU at home. Uh, I'm, I'm on the over trade. You know what? I, I've been I, football season. I was on the spreads. I was heavy home dogger. Uh, but look, I love the overs right now. I, I can't get enough of them. I love offense. We're going over Michigan IU. Uh, IU is eight and three. Uh, over under at home this year. Um, not to mention, not to mention, uh, look, a win against Michigan for IU probably puts them in tourney talks. Um, uh, two straight losses, uh, one which they were up big against Michigan State last week. Uh, and look, Michigan also, they played decent defense, but they typically play down to their competition. Their margin of victory isn't uh, isn't great on average this year. Uh, you know, they're keeping teams close that really shouldn't be close. Um, I think they won 92-87. I think it was Penn State or, or, or Rutgers that they played last week. Um, but, uh, again, I mean, if if Indiana's shooting the lights out at home like they normally do, uh, I'd expect uh, this Michigan team to be uh, right there with them. I think Michigan ends up winning the game, but uh, I like over in the 140 for uh, Michigan at IU, uh, 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. All right, I like it. Love it, love it. Well, hey, uh, some great picks. Some great picks this week. I I I, I love all the energy uh, from the Greek all the way down south to Champaign, Illinois, uh, and of course down here in Dallas, Texas. But let's focus on the weather in South Bend, Indiana. Let's make sure those grad assistants are doing okay for Brian Kelly. Uh, boys, what's the weather like in South Bend come uh, come the weekend? Spring. It's it feels it's gonna feel like spring football this weekend this Saturday. We got a high of fifty degrees, partly cloudy all day. Low of 37 and wind only nine miles an hour. So um, if they're recording any practices outside, it'll be safe to say everyone will be okay. <laughs> hey, touchdown Jesus. I mean, George, touchdown do they have, Jesus, baby springs here. George, do they have that at St. Norbert's touchdown, touchdown Jesus? No, no. We had, uh, I was trying to think of something clever with a hockey puck, but I couldn't. I was going to say like, Puck line Jesus, but I think Chiplet says that. So no, we have nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that. Hey, hey, on this podcast, it's Puck Line Patson, baby. Puck Line Patson. <laughs> All right, George. Thanks for joining That's us. A good one. As always. Um, hopefully we can get this out Friday afternoon uh for our listeners to cash in. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. Uh, he's worked up. I see a tear in his uh, Yeah, I, I'm tearing up the fact you even made it on the on the show. And uh, look, I I'm personally looking forward to uh, all the, the the Twitter comments that are soon to follow once this episode drops between Mr. Beret and yourself. Uh, and look, we're gonna have you on again. Uh, come come uh, baseball season. Uh, maybe get the two of you on. Maybe you answer your phone uh, while you're on the ice. You know? So, uh, yeah, look, thanks again for coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. So uh, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch everybody next week. Yep, thanks for listening. Peace.